Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Introducing friend of the podcast, Mood Gravit's new project, Rapscallion, and his debut riff-bungering record, Maximum Splendid. A chap rock come hard rock odyssey, packed to the well-groomed stash with big riffs and straight-up rock. Featuring chap-hop legend Professor Elemental, Maximum Splendid is a custard-cream-caked monocle-popping riff-fest of a record. Available on CD, digital download, and of course, 8-track cartridge from RapscallionBand.com. Plus Spotify, Bandcamp, and all good streaming platforms. Now you're listening to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, so I imagine you like a riff or two. And for that reason alone, we thoroughly recommend giving this debut release a spin. Unleash your inner chap, and check out the links in the description of this podcast. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Matt Knight. Chicka chicka wow wow. And Jay Cross. Hi, Joe and Matt and the two or three people listening. Yes, indeed. Hello, dear listener. And and welcome uh, to Jorin Brown, who joins us at the $10 tier, the top tier of our of our Patreon, which means, Jorin, your your name will be added to the song at the end of this episode, as well as you getting access to all the lovely back catalogue of Patreon-only content available on patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. Um, what a legend. There you go. I, um, I miss you doing it all in one breath, Joe. I thought about yeah, that the other day. Same. I can't oh, believe you know we did that I, for I so long. I kind of miss doing it as well. I miss doing it in one breath. Maybe, maybe we'll have a return to the one breath. Dear listeners, if you would prefer one breath for a while, maybe I'll start doing that again. I reckon my lungs have increased in size, you know, <laughs> along with my waistband during lockdown. So I'll, uh, you know, I'll happily have a, have a bash at that I, again. I also miss the snacks. You know, back in the old days, all in the same room, mm-hmm. having some eating snacks. crisps on mic. Yeah, <laughs> eating crisps on mic. Yeah. yeah, that was that was the best. Such, thing. A, such a terrible listener experience. Like, also Awful. just sat in that uh, in that uh, like dark little room in the back of Gak. Terrible. Uh, yeah. Steadily getting more and more pissed as we get through our uh, going down the shark our, shop our, for some snacks. Exactly. Well, <laughs> our, our like gin in a tin, like you know, free. <laughs> Two cans of gin and tonic for three pound. Just like rocking down there, but bringing back eighteen cans of gin and tonic. <laughs> it, was, I, it was good times. 
the, but, for you know for new listeners who don't know because we haven't mentioned it a while but this obviously this this used to be the the GAK guitar shop podcast which is still available all the episodes are still available I actually listened to one the other day oh goodness uh, me don't don't encourage people to Spotify do that Spotify recommended it so I, what? So I put it Why on play did you do that? <laughs> I don't, because as a because, joke yeah, as a yeah j- probably I listened to it and I, I was it was amazing we sound nothing like we do now really um, do we sound more handsome the, uh, I have to say, I don't know what Mark was recording us with in the early days. Potato. You know, I'm pretty sure we always, we've always all had mics, but honestly, some of the recordings, it sounded like, you know, he he was recording us through a waffle that had thrown down the hallway. It was, uh, it was yeah, it was, it was no good at all. Now, yeah. now that I'm in charge, quality is through the roof. Um, I actually found a video the other day that oh, no. me and Mark shot for Guitar Guitar Magazine. Oh, I remember Guitarist these. Magazine. That's we right. actually, Guitarist we actually Magazine did... gave us like a little, like it was a little segment in their YouTube videos, wasn't it? It was like a built-in ad almost. So bizarre. Yeah, I, I can't I think, believe that I think was a thing. I, even I played guitar in one of those. Wow. I think I I think I demoed a pedal like a something some like a really weird pedal that sh- that wasn't new or anything. I, I have a feeling it was like a, a T Rex Mud Honey, and um, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure there was, great it was pedal. something. Yeah, a great pedal, really really cool pedal. But um, I, I mean, I don't know why I was doing a demo for it. Like absolute ridiculous. Well, you are I, DJ um, Cross. I, I'm pretty sure I demoed. The, the video that I, I remember uh, that I found was on a 335, but I'm sure I did a video on the Fenders with the personality cards. Really? Wow. I think I remember. Absolutely like amazing. Yeah. What yeah. a guitar. Truly oh, what a guitar. different times. Absolutely. <laughs> Old times. Old times. But yes, dear listener, do not venture back and listen to the GAK Guitar Shop podcast podcasts because I don't think they were that good. You know, it is much better now. You know, I mean, we probably had spoken more about guitars on on the GAK one than we are right now, as we're sort of still waffling as we continue into this podcast. But yeah, nonetheless, there. I mean, it's getting it, it's getting close to ten years that we've been doing this. Well, I suppose it's not. It's eight years since we've been doing this. Like mm. the and I, you know, I say this in a very broad sense, but um, yeah, it is. It is. There's obviously there's a few listeners who've been there from the start, which is really nice. And um you know, then there's people that we've lost along the way, like um uh what's the what's that geezer's name? The uh, short one with the funny head. Mark Handman? Yeah, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but it's 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 just what happens. The fleeting the fleeting moments you have during the uh during your lives. It's it's yeah. it's nice. Gone but never forgotten. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, I'm, I, you, know, you know, next week we've got uh, we've got Mikey Demas and Adrian Thorpe on the on the podcast with me and Matt. So it's going to be. Uh, oh, yeah. that's why you said that we had mm. uh, we had the bank holiday Monday off. That's yes, okay, the bank. Uh, yeah, yeah me, me and Matt recorded it a few weeks ago. Exciting new things from both uh, Adrian Thorpe and Mikey Demas's companies. Uh, Thorpey effects and red beard effects. So, looking forward to kind of an- announcing those on the podcast next week. You know, I don't know as- if you, uh, I don't know if you saw, but um, mm. Mikey Demas was uh, 
was selling a couple of denim jackets oh, on, yeah, his, uh, on, his, on his Facebook this week. <laughs> so I'm really hoping that basically Skindred have just gone through a complete change of look and uh mikey's <laughs> selling all his old stage gear and he's selling like, all his black denim exactly uh, the, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. moving and to white denim except well or you know maybe maybe white spandex or something i don't know like this is this is a new it's so basically all I, and obviously you can't, we can't ask him because you've already recorded this episode mm. but all i would say is you know all the skin dread fans out there you gotta like you gotta be ready for whatever is gonna drop because i reckon it's gonna be spandex based that would be great. I'd like to see him dressed like St. Vincent. That's, uh, you know, that, that, that's the dream right there. Isn't Doesn't St. Vincent, like, constantly change what she wears? Like, she's yeah. always reinventing herself, isn't she? That's true. That's true. On the previous album, where, where it was just, like, PVC onesies. Yeah, um, that's great. That's what I want to see Mikey Demas in. A PVC onesie Mikey Demas. Yeah, that's he just the... gets uh, gets lacquered into it every every night before, <laughs> before the show. <laughs> I... Um... <laughs> Don't want to see that. But um, <laughs> you, you mentioned St. Vincent. I actually bought her latest album, um, which is well worth a listen. Obviously, lots of Music Man on there, but also a lot of um, sitar guitar. Um, I'm oh, assuming yeah. using one of those choral um, sitar things that's got the resonant drone strings. But for guitar playing, um, it's wicked. It doesn't have as much kind of glitchy fuzziness that was on sort of some of the earlier records but it's got this yeah. real like sunshine coast vibe to it i guess it's just like everything's like a bit hazy and it's there's like phaser on everything and it, it just sounds wicked it's really oh, really cool. good album so cool. w- worth a listen and uh, yeah there's some good effects points in there some great solos in there as well um, she's great at like redefining her her kind of tonal palette you know along with her aesthetic and you know kind of every, everything else about yeah what she does from album to album but um yeah it, her guitar work's always interesting i'm kind of i think you know i'm still a sucker for sort of the earlier records like you know actually before the music man st vincent as much as it's a wonderful guitar i just love that old harmony bobcat that she used to play and like you know, some of the stuff she was doing that through like crazy aggressive, like fuzz solos, like slide guitar fuzz solos with an old harmony bobcat were just so cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she would be a amazing person to get on the podcast. We should absolutely, uh, we should absolutely reach out to someone and just be like, Can we, we should, you're right. Happen? We should talk to music man about that. But you know, like he, even things like, um, uh, I, you know, I, d- I don't think she she still does, but she used to use. And I've mentioned this on the podcast before. Um, she used to use a tube screamer with a, a starved nine volt battery in it. Um, Amazing, to get oh, really? her, yeah, cool. to to specifically get her drive tone, uh, which was really cool. Like she wouldn't plug it in; it had to be sort of on the end, like a constantly changing low power. Just constantly going down to Sainsbury's and rummaging <laughs> through the uh, battery recycling <laughs> exactly <laughs> area. Yeah. Just, I found one. Just I found there. one. I got one. I got one. <laughs> yep, she was down there. Oh no, in, this is a sandwich. Know, like a oh no, pink onesie, sort of rummaging through the battery bin. But, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but um, no, yeah, I thought cool. that was so, so cool and such like dedication to that. That's such tonal commitment to to be doing that anywhere outside of a studio or your home like you know sort of having relying on like being able to you know well having the 
you know, uh, guts isn't maybe the right word, but like, you know, having the commitment to do it live, knowing that, well, at any point it could just far out, you know, it yeah. could just, it could just literally just, if you're using uh, depleted batteries, they could just run out and then you're like halfway through a solo or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, the risks, cool. the risk, but then, you know, she did also high risk, play, high reward. Like uh, Those old harmonies aren't exactly like, you know, reliable, trustworthy. They're Sears catalog guitars, you know. So, mm. I know obviously, she's changed the music man now way more robust an instrument. But you know, just to just to even play something like a a Bobcat, you know, live for as long as she did is, is that's that's proper proper tonal dedication right there. I'm into it. But you know, speaking of uh, speaking of uh pedals weird pedals there's a segue there is a segue there speaking of weird pedals i've been looking for an insane effects pedal to to add to my board at the moment my my current insanity go-to pedal is the um the data corruptor by earthquaker devices uh which is you know we, we've spoken about the data corruptor before it's uh uh it, it's it's like a synth fuzz pedal but it's it's absolutely, uh, you know, a completely insane. It's it's very difficult to control. You can roll a lot of things off and get better control out of it, but when with everything, even you know halfway, you've got this absolutely crazy sort of oscillating synth fuzz thing. And I kind of you know it, the the downside of it is massive footprint. Absolutely mm. takes up a whole bunch Not of space big enough. on your board. Not big enough, in my opinion, Joe. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Um, just, uh, just to quickly elaborate on what you were saying, the the design of that particular type of pedal is a PPL or a phased lock loop, locked loop, should I say, um, which was originally designed by a guy called John Schumann in the early 2000s. Um, and it effectively, I think, locks in portions of your guitar signal and then basically runs it through an oscillator or like down an octave um and that's what gives you those sort of bizarre um sort of glitchy weird noises um and yeah that original pedal i think just was just ridiculously expensive and then was also really hard to make so like it was just discontinued but a few people have done it since so obviously the data corruptor being probably the most um the most recognizable or the the one that kind of brought i guess it to the limelight again mm-hmm. um but funny enough there's a lot of pedals that do a similar design that are actually much bigger <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah well you've just sent us like a, a picture of a few of them and the data corruptor is easily the smallest yeah i i think it's because you can't like limit the controls on there i think if you limit the controls too much um then it'll probably just sound too wacky and you need to be able to like actually dial some stuff in um, i do feel like it's very much about like uh it's it's about shaping like it's about finding the specific thing that work like you need a lot of controls to find the thing that's not just noise on this pedal yeah 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 well, um, my my solution, Joe, which I've been playing around with um, recently, which is old school, um, but 
Um, you can get it in a smaller form factor, and it does weirdness, and you can dial it back to norm- normality. Fuzz Factory. Because it does all of that sort of weird, glitchy, fuzzy, Velcro ripping distortions. Mm. Um, but you can dial it all back and get like a normal fuzz sound out of it as well. You, do you, get, you don't get octaves with that though, do you? You can do. You can get some sort of weird like glitchy down octave stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but I tend to run a OC2 in front of most of my fuzzes if you want like real like fuddy low end but a fuzz factory is good for kind of glitchy fuzz stuff that's similar um yeah. to the earthquake small footprint as well yeah because they obviously do a vertical version now as well so it's the same size as sort of yeah. any normal mxr pedal or or yeah. whatever um Have you, just going back stuff. to this um this article that you've sent through uh matt and joe perhaps you can post this in the group i will do once yeah. the podcast comes out because it's, it's super interesting i mean i don't know anything i know hardly anything about hardly any of these pedals um have you tried any of these i mean because from what i can see they all look like um something from the crystal maze something from like the the techno area of the crystal maze the only one on here i've even heard of is the montreal assembly per pill but you know the other ones and they're not easy to get because you have to buy it direct from the the fella and uh that yeah it doesn't make very many of them either no, no, no. So yeah, have you have you tried any of these? They look all completely bananas. I haven't. No. I haven't. I'd love no, to so, though. Well, to give the listeners an idea of of what's there. So the the original is the is the Schumann P- PLL, which is the original Crazy Fuzz pedal. Then there's the the Dimehead PLL, um, which is kind of a smaller, more compact thing. Elta Music did a PLL 4046. FT Electronica did the Schumann PLL. I assume this is the same fella moving from company to company. Matt, I don't know. No, like that is no. just looking at that. That is a clone of right. the. I think they're all the Schumann. Yeah, I think they're all basically clones of that original circuit. I see. Um, but and I mean, what industrial oh, the glue glue, electric? The glue glue mutard is in there. Yep, that's their weird. Fu- I think that, in fact, I think that's another clone of that particular circuit with gotcha. like added fuzz. Um, this, yeah, I think it depends what you want, Joe. If you basically want a data corruptor that's not a data corruptor, then there's other pedals that do the same thing. If you just want like a pedal for making some strange noises, um, then there's a whole bunch of other stuff out there but it won't do what the data corruptor does yeah it's, so it's the it's the outlandishness that the data corruptor is capable of which i think is fantastic to be honest i'm I, i'm actually genuinely fine having the earthquake devices data corruptor on my board at the moment i was just like this is a huge pedal and it's not like i manipulate any of the controls i found a sound that i like on it and that's what i use it for so i'm kind mount of like, it under your board then well <laughs> yes just mount, it, mount it underneath and then uh, just have it have it wired in I'm using you. a flat board. That's the problem. Using a flat board now, but um, but you know, it's a uh, um, the thing that I love about it is it's got all the best, all the things I love about a super overgated fuzz. It's got all the things I love about a synth pedal. But then the difference between this and a normal synth pedal is normal synth pedals are quite safe, like they're quite functional, um, whereas this is. 
this is utterly crazy and hard to hope. Like, I feel like you're just about reining in this this pedal of madness. Um, and I, I, I prefer that. I've not heard that on a synth pedal before. Synth pedals just tend to be sort of relatively simple. Here's your tone. It's It doesn't sound like a guitar anymore, but, you know, it's, it's usable. Whereas the data corrupter, you're almost trying to carve something usable out of it. I just really liked that. But, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's unpredictable um, in in some ways, which I think is is quite nice because every time you turn it on, you sort of don't know what you're going to get, which is exactly. which is kind of cool. Um, where, like you say, yeah, something like a synth pedal, like a I saw you post the picture of an SYB five, or you know, we were talking earlier oh, about yeah. an SY one. Yeah. You know, those sounds are a little bit more set in stone. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. It's uh, and they're all fantastic sounds. They're great musically. In many ways, they're better musically than a data corruptor is going to be. But it's that like, uh, you know, I was mixing the data corruptor up with. I was using the the Boss MS3 and running like the Boss bass flanger and like um, I, I can't remember, like I think some I think like uh, the modulated delay after it, and then so putting the putting the data corruptor actually yeah data corruptor into both of those things into the flanger then into the into the modulated delay and it was just like this is i didn't need to use my right hand you know it's one of those <laughs> those tones where you can just sort of like barely maybe you could slightly pick sweep and the that sort of sound would then last for eternity and i was like yes this is good this is a good weird sound for weird in between bits but yeah yeah i i would say if you, if you kind of just want something on a similar lines that can be wildly unpredictable fuzz factory yeah definitely the way to go okay thank you um, may well i may well look into that now um moving moving away from pedals uh matt knight something you added to the to the list for this week there's been a charming new addition to the iverson guitars catalog recently yeah, I, I assume it's um, it's new. I, someone posted it into the group, and I, I hadn't seen it before. I know we haven't spoken about it before, and I'm pretty sure I don't remember seeing it on their stand at the Birmingham Guitar Show last year. But Iverson Guitars, who make, uh, if you're unfamiliar, they make a guitar called The Hurricane, which is a kind of 59 Les Paul-inspired um, guitar, but with a P90 in the neck and a humbucker in the bridge. Looks The pictures on their website, it's just beyond... Um, stunning, just a real cracking guitar. Um, they have got a guitar called the Dakota. Um, so the Dakota is effectively the kind of design elements of a Firebird built into a Les Paul shape or a single cut. So you kind of have the Les Paul, um, the Firebird style. Um, scratch plate and the raised center section like what uh, we saw with the with the reverend um uh gristlemaster that's correct yes yeah. same same sort of design mm. to that uh with two mini humbuckers so you can get that kind of uh firebird vibe but then with a standard three size sort of um headstock but in the iverson design which is um 
I guess it's kind of got a little bit more of a curve to it in the headstock um, on either side, and then just a really nice plate on top. Um, and, and a slight, a slight German carve to either side of the headstock as well. Yes, yeah. So it's just a really, really nice sort of like curvy headstock that just just looks different enough from um, you know a few of the clones out there, and really has its sort of own vibe and design. Um, Two pictures on the website so far, one in the tra- traditional um, tobacco sunburst and then one in a Pelham, aged Pelham blue. Uh, the aging agent is really nice. Oh, the lacquer checking that he it's gets. It's really, on really his, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, really good. Absolutely. I mean, these are 100% nitro finished as well. Um, obviously, just real quality hardware, um, you know, everything that you'd expect. In, and a 50s long tenon construction, which is similar to the original 50s Les Paul designs. Uh, 59 neck profile. Oh, yeah. Um, nice. But um, what I like here is uh, available in classic tobacco sunburst, aged pearl and blue, and any other custom you can think of. Well, pink, obviously. <laughs> also available as the single pickup Dakota One. Or yes. with a short vibrola arm or tunematic bridge option. I, I'd love to see a single pickup version with the classic Firebird Vibrola. Never use it. <sighs> never no. use the Vibrola. Just want it on there. It would just um, be for looks. For looks. But I, I think this is seriously cool. I mean, you know, boutique pricing, you know, three, four, nine, five. But in, in what pounds or dollars? In pounds. However, you know, looking at, I've seen a lot of um, shops in the UK at the moment pushing uh, the Murphy Lab and yeah. like saying the Murphy Labs are amazing. They start at like eight grand. What? Yeah, that's where Murphy Lab starts. Uh, yeah, I'm just like seeing some oh. of the Murphy age. I'm just like oh. they are expensive expensive so um you know and worth it you know i'm not saying they're not worth it and everyone's you know every every guitar has a price tag but they are you know truly the the level up um now and you know a lot of custom shop prices you know big companies like gibson have put their prices up so i think it's quite nice if you want to dive into something similar but different from a sort of hand you know one person sort of operation um you know in the uk definitely a guitar company worth looking at i know we spoke to them um i think very briefly at Birmingham guitar show maybe last year um and i know they use sunbear pickups i don't know if there's sunbear pickups in this one. Oh, no um, i think they're their own oh no they are no sunbear oh yeah no sunbear you're right pickups, sorry yeah, the sunbird mistake. mini humbuckers oh sweet um, but yeah, I, I think this is wicked. And yeah, if you haven't checked out Iverson Guitars before, they also do uh, the 59DC, uh, which is their sort of uh, Les Paul Jr. double cut. And then they also do a Coronet um, as well. So Coronet style. Coronet I would maybe... I would oh, maybe. The Coronet Fillmore. style, the let's go for that. Yeah, the Fillmore. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks... I mean, the Fillmore is the one for me. I think it looks absolutely astonishing. It's Really, beautiful. really amazing. Um and uh yeah again this this uses the sunbear um sunbear pickups 56 the sp56 dog gear p90 um and again so, available in many 60s custom colors i mean the oh. example they have is like a shoreline gold again with the sort of light relicking and lacquer checking that with it you know being on the back of the neck and the back of headstock as well is just unbelievably beautiful it looks yeah. so it really does look look something else the so, quality uh, of the rosewood on the board that he uses is 
also incredible the tarnishing yeah. on the hardware i'm kind of like for for a custom shop these things are absolutely absolutely wonderful yeah. and i'm totally with you on this jay i think the Fillmore. i do really you know like the dakota looks great but yeah for me again the Fillmore. what what yeah they um really near perfect guitar for me yeah yeah. They are exclusively available through ATB Guitars in the oh, UK. And actually, if you go that to them, recently, it was only like uh, maybe at the start of lockdown that they started uh, mm. doing that. that but they, they've um, they've got some of those guitars on their site available, including the Fillmore in Burgundy Mist, Joe oh, Branson's no, favourite no, colour. No. No. Oh no! Where's the link, Matt? Oh my gosh! Uh, I'm on, on the website you... now. It looks Joe. Joe, where Joe, are we going? ATB guitars. I'm going Joe, there now. Yeah. Joe, you need to. Can I just? Have you? Uh, can I was just wondering, Joe? Could you just have like do something else for a little while? Because I think you need to not look at this guitar. In fact, I tell you what, all of the guitars on there uh, that are on there are amazing. The black yeah. one. Oh no! Look at that. It's amazing. ATBGuitars.com, yeah, dear listener, go and check them out. They've got like a. So, what colours they got? They've got the Age Shoreline Gold. They've got the Burgundy Mist. They've got Inverness Green, and they've got black, but black. Unlike With an anodized gold guard, yeah, has yeah, an anodized gold. And also, it looks like gold uh, pole pieces for the for the pickup as well for the W390. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> very nice. It's uh, very yeah. good. Twenty nine hundred pounds. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not cheap, one. but um, like, very difficult to get a guitar that looks like this at the moment. So, you yeah. know, the the sort of coronet style guitar. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Um, yeah, I, I'd, oh, I'd love, I'd love a guitar like this. I think they just look so, so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. And, and ATB guitars in general, uh, always worth a browse. Um, amazing that custom color 60 strats are worth more than the standard, uh, sunburst ones, I guess, cause they were much rarer, but they have a lot of insanely nice guitars on their website at the moment. Um, so I would, yeah, if you want to waste a couple of hours looking at really nice guitars, um, <laughs> and some Iverson guitars at the same time, definitely worth going to ATB. 
you know, like talking of custom shop stuff, I kind of feel like our, our lives are all this this route where we're eventually working towards the time where we will buy a Fender custom shop. Do you guys still feel like that's a thing that you're going to do? I feel like that's something I'm going to end up doing at some point. I um I thought about that the other day, actually, Joe. I, I, I was playing guitar, I think, yesterday again. I don't own a custom shop anymore, and I've had like mm. four or five. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, of course, yeah, I really, you actually have owned them. I, I um, I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I would like to own another custom shop. And there's some great stuff coming out at the moment, especially some of the master builders. Uh, there's some UK sites that have got some amazing master built stuff, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Would I, you spec I, something up, or would you think you could just find something? Like, are the particulars that much of an issue? I think I would rather find something and play it. Yeah, I know what you mean. I'd second guess my own decisions almost too much. Um, um, I I, th- I think you could spec something up, and you know you're going to get a great guitar. Um, but I do like the idea of of trying a few bits first, and then you know going yeah that that's that's the one. Yeah, I mean, I guess a part of it is just like well, if you're if you know that you want to go and buy a custom shop, surely you want to go and try a bunch of stuff. You know, unless, yeah, exactly. like you say, you've got something specific in mind. Um, but, you know, you've got to bear in mind that it's not how it was 10 years ago. And, like, actually, lots of shops do hold shell pink custom shop guitars in stock. Like, you <laughs> yeah, don't have yeah. to custom order them. Yep. You don't have to, or you don't have to go to GAC because Matty Knight is the only um, retailer yeah, out smart there fella. Who, who, will, who will actually pre-spec them up and get them in um but yeah i mean i'm the, I'm the same as you joe i think like I, I i've been sort of i'm in an r in over it um a lot recently and i came close i actually came really close to getting to ordering a uh uh like a 59 p base but oh um, really oh. yeah but i just I just, I, re- I love my P-Bass. I love my P-Bass. I love how it sounds. I love how it feels. I love how it looks. Um, I just, I don't think, I and I'm not like you in that I I don't think I could have multiples of like the same bass. I'd, I'd right. maybe go for something else. I'd really love to try the, um, something we've talked about a couple of times, the uh, Abuelo bass, which was a, oh, yeah. uh, a model made by Vince Van Treat, who is one of the newer master builders. Um, he made uh, basically, yeah, just this like new, completely new bass. And um, it just, it looked amazing. I got to have a really short go at it. Is that it, kind uh, of 50s inspired, like what we've yeah. spoken about, like what all American custom shops are going for at the moment, that sort of slightly surf-inspired um, uh, 50s thing. Exactly, yeah. And it just, oh my gosh, it, it was just, it looked so good. It it felt amazing. It sounded wicked. And yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd love, it's just like so different that I would, I would love to um, go for something like that. Mm-hmm. Um so you know that that's that's something that I, I'd sort of consider, um, but I think really if I was gonna if I was gonna go down the custom shop route, I probably I'd probably get a telly. Really? Um, yeah, I think so because like I uh, I don't have a telly at the moment. I haven't had a telly for well, I've you know, yeah, I don't have a telly at the moment, and I. What, what would you do then? What would you go telly wise? I don't know. I guess custom shop Baja in Shell Pink I guess maybe I don't, I don't know I like you know lightly aged um, I'm I'm you know I'm a I'm quite a 
simple fella. I'm not sure that I need <laughs> anything too much, but um, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd love to get one of these. Let me, I'll, I'll send it over the, uh, the link to the, um, uh, I'm putting it in the link to the, in the chat uh, of the, of the, the podcast recording, the, uh, the Abuelo base. It just, it, I, I just think they look so, so good. And uh, yeah, they're, they're only, custom shop only master built at the moment i mean i would i would love for fender to do this is like do you remember how when the classic player series came about originally that was um each of the master builders coming up with the design of a guitar and then that became a, a production line model like how, that was how the the triple telly came into um what into, a great base good uh, friend of mine tom peters um from the band Alpha male teapot. He he bought and plays one of those triple tellies. Really? Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and absolutely swears by the tone. And it's kind of they were so different. Those triple tellies, yeah. like they were so exactly what Tom Peter's sound always was, which was like it was so spanky, yeah. like so spanky, uh, like a whole other level. Um, but yeah, just really cool, really specific. Like there was the the reason why I always remember that Tom Peters has one is because it's like I feel like that guitar was built just for him. You know, I can't think of anyone else who would match up with such. You know, not having access to the other tones that a telly does. You know, but um, yeah, they were cool. Uh, sorry, it's just started absolutely pissing it down here. So if you can, uh, <laughs> if you can hear some rumblings in the background, uh, it's that's that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yes, it has been. The weather has been terrible here as well. It's. Uh, well, you know, it's nearly June. Nearly June. Nearly June. You know, it's it's my it's my birthday in like two weeks or something. And I was thinking, you know, I'll have a barbecue, but it's. I, I, but, I'm, I'm concerned that's not going to be the case. The thing is, Joe. So, just here's a question. Just saying, it's at your birthday. You know, because you buy stuff. Mm. You buy more stuff than me, and I yeah. buy a lot of stuff. On your birthday, do you just get nothing? As like, you know, because usually yeah. people get nothing all year and on their birthday they get something. Are you like the reverse? Well, yeah, like, you know, my, my sort of my mum, my sister and Emma, my partner, they're always like, you know, they'll, they'll be sort of messaging me or like, you know, asking like, oh, you know, what do you think you want for your, for your birthday? And I was like, I don't do anything or have any interests outside of acquiring guitar gear like that is just it it's like i don't know buy me a bottle of gin like i don't care about anything that's not guitar stuff and i don't want them to buy me that because it's all really expensive so yeah the answer is actually no i do i you know i i i increase my record collection that's what i do i tend to uh i tend to find a few rarities on discogs um and uh and go for those but uh but yeah, that, that's that's about it. Of course, all of the... Did we speak about this last week? I'm not sure we did. All 64 Omar Rodriguez... Oh, we spoke about it on the chat. All 64 Omar Rodriguez Lopez albums uh, were released by Clouds Hill. His record label went up on the on Spotify last week, um, which is fantastic. So now, you know... You can listen How to far women. in are you? So, well... Uh, I've, I've, I've heard the bulk of them, but like, uh, you know, I, I, I have favorites. I've been re-listening to a few, of course, like there were things, uh, like, uh, Xenophanes, um, which was supposed to be the fifth 
Mars Volta record, but Omar wanted Cedric to sing in Spanish. I, I don't know the ins and outs of this. Cedric didn't want to sing it in Spanish, so he then didn't do the vocals on top of it. So Omar did it with his girlfriend at the time. They doubled up on vocals on that record, and he oh, released right. so it. It's a, so it's in, so it's like a Mars Volta in, instrumental record with well, yeah, yeah, not exactly. but like it, they they wrote and played it and everything. Yeah, exactly. It was supposed to be the fifth Volta huh. record, and in fact, Thomas Pridgen, their drummer at the time they had four drummers and Thomas Pridgen was my favourite he left off the back of that because he was very disappointed that this record that he'd been recording as a Mars Volta release just got a digital release on Omar's label instead oh, right. um, and then you know as, as things get more complicated with how you know it, o- Omar is quite headstrong with these things Omar decided to then re-record the album again with DeAnthony Parks who's the drummer that replaced Thomas Pridgen in the Mars Volta and he re-recorded it instrumentally with the Anthony Parks on drums shortly after. So there are two albums, different names, but they are the same tracks. Oh, um, weird. So, they're, they're, I mean, there's 64 albums. I suppose albums. when you're releasing 64 LPs in one hit, um, yeah. it doesn't really matter if two of them are almost exactly the same because <laughs> it, exactly. by the time you have got, you know, as long as they're not next to each other in the chronological order or in alphabetical order, how someone else might listen to it, you know, it doesn't matter too much. Exactly. But, but it's, you know, it's funny. the only reason I mentioned that is because today's the first day I realised because I'd put together like a list of songs from various albums and I was listening through and I was like, wait, this song's from Xenophanes, but it sounds slower and jazzier. And then I sort of had a look and I was like, oh, oh yeah, every song's, this is the same album, but played differently. <laughs> but uh, I, I didn't know until today. So, you know, he, he even got away with it convincing me one of his biggest until fans. until you told the two or three people that are listening to this <laughs> yeah, man would exactly. have got away with it if it wasn't well, for that pesky listener <laughs> <laughs> exactly you know what i've been thinking about as a fender custom shop uh recently because i was kind of like if if i did go to fender custom shop it's like the problem is jay same as you like you know a 59p base fantastic but you know what? The American vintage stuff is really good. Yeah. And so the the problem I have is like if I went for a custom shop, it would have to be for something that I don't feel Fender do offer or could offer at, at a price point of less than, you know, that. So I'd be looking for something weird and original. One of the things that I really regret not purchasing because I think it might have been perfect. And I, I'll probably get one at some point, but the finish isn't quite for me was the Rascal bass. Mm. And I, I would, I'd love to see a custom shop version of a Fender Rascal bass. I think it was a custom shop originally, wasn't it? Wasn't the Rascal another one of those, yeah. another one of those ones that came out at the same time as the other uh, classic players? And so it was, it was originally a, a custom shop uh, model that, that ended up as a, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. I can't remember. But I, th- um, I think you're probably right, yeah. I kind of feel like as a bass, it didn't get a fair crack of the whip. Like they released it in one colour, which was ocean turquoise. Mm. So this bass, dear listener, if you're not familiar with it, yes, it's like an ocean, a metallic ocean turquoise finish with a matching headstock and a perloid plate. They also loaded it with three kind of Dan Electro style lipstick single coil was in kind of a strat formation. So two straight and the bridge one angled. It also had quite a you know quite a funky looking bridge on there it was all sort of you know all angles and and oddness it wasn't a standard shape and it's it's absolutely fantastic as a you know as an instrument and as a work of art it's fan it's fantastic but i i kind of feel like oh, you know what if you'd have put a normal bridge on that maybe done a couple of 
other pickup options. I think it could have been a, a really... I appreciate it's pretty much a, a Jaguar base, but it's it's not in that the Jaguar base has never appeared in this scale length or, you know, in this sort of style and fo- like with that plate or anything. I, I'd have just liked, you know, maybe a couple of other versions of the Rascal base. I'd have loved it. We'll yeah, I, I, I'm sure there was a custom shop and then there was a couple of other ones, but uh, it was a very, very cool base. Mm. Yeah, Very odd. Well, I mean, you know, with the um, Squire going down that route of the uh, Parallel Universe stuff, I mean, you know, m- maybe something like that will come out eventually. Oh, you know, who yeah. knows? It's um, They're doing a lot of cool, weird stuff, aren't they? So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I, we suppose, I suppose those are... Well, no, I mean, it was there, there was like a Supersonic or something. You, you know, maybe, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? We will see. Um, anyway, speaking of custom shop things, this week I received uh, received a couple... I've shot a little video on this uh, as well, but I received a couple more Huffschmidt Plectrums. Now, this is a, a Plectrum brand that I've talked about in the past. I've shared some of their stuff in the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Katana's forum. Uh, we've discussed them there. So Huffschmidt are a, cust- a, 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 a guitar custom shop from Switzerland, but they also make Plectrums. They actually have plectrum.ch as their as oh, their nice. website. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's good. It's, it's got on early with that. But um, a, a massive range of very unique, very interesting Plectrums, all kind of oversized, super thick, uh, often luminous. That seems to be kind of a something that that Patrick Huffschmidt goes for as well. But he also does, like, they're always interesting materials, like like he, he uses a lot of Toulon and stuff like that, which is an expensive material. And then they're all hand-finished. They'll be, in some cases, sanded down to give them sort of rough, rough sides for grips, but then, you know, perfectly filed to to a tight point, despite the fact that some of them are 8 mil, 10 mil, you know, seems to be kind of the average uh, on on these plectrums. And his whole vibe, his whole concept is the idea of if, if you've got a thick or a larger plectrum, then you're reducing your your actual hand movement, your sort of wrist movement, and you're 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 focusing on the, you know, the the I guess you're you're moving less so you're able to be speedier i guess or more accurate it's definitely a learning curve i certainly found it a learning curve moving to these plectrums from you know like a regular 0.88 or something like that's a very different thing and that you shouldn't expect if you get one of these to to for everything to immediately (laughs) you know you immediately be able to play the same it's definitely a different way of doing things but really interesting um and you know and cool but i got a couple of things i got the uh, uh i got the 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 Ertolite, um Pet P um, Plectrum, kind of a soft edged version, and uh, you know like a decent thick. I want I don't actually know. Let me compare it. I've got an eight mil here. So yeah, so this is probably a six mil Ertolite, I reckon. Joe, um, can I can I suggest you um, hmm. just hold them near the mic and drop? Wh- where are you sat? You sat on your sat. I've got my on desk, the desk here. Yeah, yeah. Just just like angle the mic down okay. and just uh-huh. drop drop the pick on the desk and let people hear the. Uh... Okay. So here we are. This is Ertolite. This is my favourite. Ooh, I this like is, it. This is Torlon. This one's thicker, but a lighter material. Oh, that sounded the same. Ooh. And then I've got another one, a thinner one, which is not on the website yet. Very interesting one. Well, known as the original, I guess, this one, but in a custom finish. Oh, nice. There you go. 
Have you got like a have you got like a, a Tortex or something? Oh yes, you that's can... a good idea. So here As is a palate cleanser. Okay, yeah. Let's do I could do I could do you a little thing. I can go chicken pick. Here's a chicken pick. Okay. Here is a Lemmy signature Dunlop plectrum. Oh, oh weak. Yeah, yeah Lemmy. What's wrong with you? Uh we've got a jazz three. Oh, that one fell on the floor. Yeah, I was going to say, Joe's not going to have any plectrums after this. And uh, This is where a, they all go. A gravity. We've got a one and a half mil guitar nerd's gravity. Huh. Hardly anything I like, at I like, all. I like the sound of the Huffschmidt. Yeah, yeah. The Huffschmidt's have got a good yeah. Once again. I'm all about big picks. Yeah. You are all about... Well, you play you play these uh, these chicken picks, but you've got thicker ones than me, I think. I've got the 2.6 mil chicken picks, and yeah, I, I think you use the 3.2s, is that right? 3.5s. 3.5s. Yeah, right. and I think the Huffschmidt started like four. Something like so. that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so the the two that he sent me is one one that is uh, that's listed on his website as uh, as the original. I was trying to find it, and it's escaped me now. Um, but yeah, one that's listed on there as the original, which is kind of a squared. Uh, it's 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 squared at the top and then goes to a point. So there's like a big flat area for you to hold on to. I'm going to put a video up for you, dear listener, as well for this. And it's half dipped. So the lower half to the point is clear. The top half is a luminous uh, material. So it glows in the dark, which is very useful if you should drop it at a show. If but you, it also looks super cool. Very useful if, you, if your mates on the other end of the telephone are asking you to drop your drop the pics <laughs> on, their, on your desk so they exactly. can hear them. Exactly. Uh, it's cool. But the the other one, the kind of the super large, probably six mil, um, uh, six mil ish thick Ertolite um, uh, uh, plectrum is absolutely fantastic. I'm really enjoying using that. It's uh, it's it's huge and took a lot of getting used to. But unlike some of the others, which are sharp pointed, this one has very soft points. Um, and for that reason, I found it more more comfortable and easier to to move around on when it's so large and you're kind of you're trying to do picking with a large plectrum. It makes it much more functional and much better for that sort of thing. But really cool, dear listener, check them out. Plectrum.ch, loads of stuff there. Um, I mean, these plectrum plectrums are like sort of thirty euros up, um, so they are premium price things. But you know, if you're into the idea of weird picks, it's definitely worth giving them a go, having a look. So yes, do that. I, I always recommend shaking. Well, I say recommend. I think it's worth changing what picks you use every now and then, just to explore. And I've been thinking about that with the chicken picks. I'm like, are my picks too big, or are they not big enough? So, Joe, I need to try some of these. Oh, I send you picks. some. I've got, I've got loads. I've Giant got loads picks. of big picks. But yeah, I've got like five or six Huffschmids. There's probably two hundred euros worth of Huffschmids. So I'll pop them in the post. Yeah, send them um, my way. And I will report back as a man who already uses similar-sized plectrums. There you go. That's something big for your hands. Yes, wonderful. Uh, well, I'll look forward to you feeding back from me, uh, back to me. Now, uh, Matt, uh, um, this uh, this week, boss, uh, boss, do a reissue. Yeah. Uh, Mm, how do, would you, you call be it a reissue? Because boss don't do reissues. But yeah, well, no. that's exactly. I'm sure we've said this for years. Boss don't do reissues. No, but two, and two battles turned up this this week. And a uh, a press release says boss reissues, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I didn't write the title of that press release. Right. Um, 
Yeah, because I guess a reissue is when something is discontinued and then you reissue it. And the two pedals that we've launched have never been discontinued. In fact, oh, quite the, that's in a fact, great quite the opposite. Um, so we released limited color variations of the SD1 and MT2. So the SD1 4A, which is the 40th anniversary, 40 years of the Super Overdrive. And uh, the MT2 3A, which is 30 years of the Metal Zone. Um, so the Metal Zone is an all-black metal zone, which uh, is, yeah, so black pedal with black text, which I think is incredible. So, so you just can't see the text? Uh, yes, basically. <laughs> um, with a, with the uh, sort of silver screw, the classic silver screw, and then the SD1 is, is black uh, with yellow writing, so sort of a reverse colour. Um, but yeah, basically uh, limited production for 2021 to celebrate these two sort of uh crazy anniversaries and also to celebrate one million metal zones one um, million uh, metal zones one million our second biggest selling ever pedal after the ds1 wow uh, that's, that's really something in it i really, mean a really million and, and considering that you know there are other pedals that have been around for you know over 30 years or over 40 years you know like the crybaby or um, you know, TS-808, I guess, is a similar uh, time to SD-1. But these two have kind of gone unchanged in the sense that it's the same circuit. I mean, there's been circuit board revisions. Um, Doesn't but, sound very unchanged. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the, exactly the same sounds and circuit. It's not like we've released an SD-1 and then done a different version of the SD-1 or whatever. It's the same sound, mm. um, you know, for basically that that entire time which is pretty crazy considering the sd1 you know i was thinking about how kind of pedals like that have defied any sort of genre in some sense you know the metal zone you know the metal zone has maintained popularity evidently a million sold for 30 years without it kind of ever sounding particularly dated i guess in some ways um and actually the crazy thing about the metal zone it was the first ever pedal to have dual concentric pots oh that's pretty cool yeah yeah i guess because it's got the eq is done on the Mm. that's right yeah yeah um so i i think if i remember rightly even though it's a it's because it's like a semi-parametric eq controls seven different frequency bands so, I mean, obviously, the EQ on the Metal Zone is mental. Uh, it's like you move it <laughs> one one millimetre in either direction and it's sort of like a wildly different sound. But I guess that's just meant that people can really scope the sound however they want. Um, but, yeah, very, very cool. Nice to celebrate a few more um, birthdays in the Boss lineup, and And more and more now, other things are also sort of cropping up as like how long i mean ge7 i think we've made ge7 40 years now oh no um you know blues drivers like 27 years you know these pedals are older than some pedal companies that we talk about which is which i always find bizarre i mean it's older than some people listening to this podcast indeed which is really bizarre you know so yeah so reissues maybe Cool. celebrations so, so they're they're going to be available in june are they like a super limited run they are only available in 2021 that's so yes 
That's right. Yeah. So um, yeah, we we're not limiting the numbers in the sense of like the TB2, which was only limited like three thousand. They're just being made for this year. Oh, I see. I understand. Right. Because otherwise, it's not the fortieth anniversary anymore, or the thirtieth anniversary anymore. Exactly. Of course. Very very cool. That makes sense. That makes sense. Oh, very cool indeed. Um, And then I guess we, you know. uh, on the on the Fender front, we're also seeing kind of the official launch of the of the American Ultra Lux series, the super duper premium version of all, all the Fender guitars. Well, well, the Telecaster and the Strat. It's just the Tele and the Strat in the Ultra Lux series. Yeah, so there's um, well, there's four models. There's an HSS Strat and an SSS Strat, a normal SS Tele, and then an HH Tele as well, um, which is uh, which is cool. So <clears throat> the versions with humbuckers both have got Floyd Rose, um, which is cool and unusual. A Floyd for... Rose Tele is cool. Like it's not for me, but that is cool. That is yeah, a it is cool, cool thing. It is cool, and also they they use the um, the double tap humbuckers, which were um, I, I I have gone on gone on about these a lot since they launched on the American Performer. I think it is. I think they're super cool. It's uh, so so the thing with the double tap humbuckers is they um, address the big issue with um, coil splitted humbuckers in that when you pair up and this has always been really evident with um hss strats and something that i've always found really difficult to deal with is that when you um split the humbucker in an hss strat the coil that you're left with doesn't it doesn't sound balanced in comparison generally it doesn't sound balanced in comparison to the other two um single coils because all you've done is you've like taken away half of the windings and you, you i mean i'm sure there's some sort of technical reason for it that i don't understand and cannot articulate but basically it sounds weak and the way that the double tap gets around it is that um it uses a combination of tapping and splitting and so um when the uh the when the uh, humbucker is split and you're only using one single coil, that single coil then also becomes untapped. And so the coil that you would normally have as the, uh, like the, the coil that you would use when you are, have done a coil split is tapped when it's in humbucker mode. And so it is basically is an great, yeah, it's really, really smart. I don't know why, um, like, I don't know how it, got, it it took until like 2019 or whatever it is for someone to come up with the idea. But um, it, Tim Shaw, the pickup guru at Fender, was the was the person that that did it, that designed it, and it just it's so smart because like I remember selling HSS uh, strats, like American standard strats, and in the shop when we worked at GAC, and I I just always thought the humbucker sounded really weak. So anyway. I think that that humbucker is a really, really smart idea. And that is what's in the um, HH Tele and the HSS strap. But um, you've also got uh, um, stainless steel stainless steel frets, which is, a, I think, a first for um, like a production line Fender model. Um, and they um, have got a slightly different neck profile and roll fingerboard, edge, fingerboard edges and a uh, high access neck contour as well. Uh- well so um the the ultras are amazing i mean you know we talked about them on gear of the year 
last year, a year before. I don't know. Time yeah. has kind of lost all meaning now. Yeah. Um, and uh, but the the uh, the Ultra series, I think, is really good. It's such a step up, in my opinion, such a step up from the Elites and the Deluxes, which kind of were the uh, the series that they superseded um, over the last ten or so years. I, and I, I just I, oh, I never really got on with those guitars, the elites mm. and the deluxes. They were never for me. But the ultras, I think, are great. I I had an ultra strat for a while, and I thought it just sounded absolutely amazing, like super comfortable. Um, and there's some sort of weird finish on the neck, which is different in comparison to everything else that Fender's doing at the moment. It feels wicked, really, really nice. So um, I do feel yeah, like they've ultras, nailed so, it. With sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 um, go on, go ahead. I, I do feel like they've nailed it. Like as you say, like maybe never quite for me either with sort of the things the the, the high spec fenders that preceded it but these yeah are... well i mean it's it, it is like exactly what you go on about disliking all the time it's like that kind of ultra modern style of guitar um that i guess uh you know hasn't been very fender up until recently yeah um but uh but yeah i, I they're they're very very cool because some cool finishes as well so the hss strat you can get silver burst yes. um but the one for me is uh because i'm extremely boring is the uh the standard ss telly um which you can get in um some sort of seafoam color it's a surf uh, green transparent yeah transparent, yeah, transparent surf, green, surf green which looks absolutely with a matching head cap and with, yeah it looks and it's really bound cool. and a torque guard it looks absolutely fantastic the silver yeah. burst looks incredible on the strap because they've blended it with a black headstock maple board and then it's got cream knobs and cream pickups so it is a fantastic looking range it kind of i think the thing for me that's nailed about these is this is like fender doing modern guitars properly before yeah. it, it felt like fender were doing modern guitars because that was a box that needed to be ticked or it was like did we put some modern applications on our, our existing guitars these are very very modern i love that they've given them completely unique finishes and gone for really like if the idea of the ultra Lux series is that like you know this is premium this is modern premium. The finishes echo that. Like everything yeah, about them yeah, yeah. looks rich and, uh, you know, sophisticated. And I, um, I think you're right. I think like that's why I never really got on with the deluxe and the elites and stuff like that is, is they were just like a little bit too clinical and it's like, okay well there's these new oh, there's these new noiseless we've, we've come up with some new noiseless pickups let's put them on a new guitar yeah. but they th these for me are the first time where I've gone like okay no this is this is like really really cool um kind of the noiseless i wasn't bothered by the noiseless pickups which i have been in the past yeah um and, but you know a lot of people feel completely the opposite which is completely fine uh of course but uh yeah no very very cool series i mean they are expensive um i think they're like two and a half grand there or thereabouts um so it's you know they are a lot of money but um a very very cool model for someone who's looking for that kind of ultra modern uh fender guitar new new black as well mystic black i don't know if that's been on anything else yeah it i don't great. i don't hard yeah, to don't tell know. in a picture but yeah i mean the um the uh texas tea that was um the color that uh kind of captured everyone's imagination from the um 
ultra series uh that is the one for me that is like because it's, it's, it's like black with gold gold sort of underneath like gold so in the light yeah exactly well it's kind of like you know how, how I, I think it's done in a similar way to candy apple red in that like it's got gold and then um and then a trans red over the top this has got um yeah gold with a with a black over the top it looks amazing it looks really really amazing so yeah very very cool very cool indeed. Now that that is actually all the time we have for on this week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. You can of course join us over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds for an entire extra episode every week. We're going to be heading over there. I'm not sure what we're going to be talking about. Maybe we'll take, we've got some great questions from the group this week. So maybe we'll talk about some of those. I'd like to also talk to you about the uh, really weird and eerie uh, like sound exhibition that I went to outside a couple of weeks ago because I don't think I talked about it. What's, it was, what's uh, an outside? Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's outside? Yeah, it was very, very cool. So I will, uh, I'll, I will talk about that. Well, we will discuss that. And if you want to hear that, dear listener, uh, you can join our, our Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. At the dollar a month, you'll get this episode ad-free and early every week. $5 gets you access to the Patreon special episode and our entire back catalogue and $10 will get you the lot plus I'll sing you my thanks at the end of every single episode let us know if you'd rather I did it in one voice maybe I'll, uh, one voice one uh, one breath one voice uh, many voices <laughs> yeah um, you can find us on all your favourite social media platforms and join the Guitar Nerds group on Facebook to get involved in our weekly episode discussion thanks for listening you've been lovely we've been the Guitar Nerds farewell cheers gang bye <laughs> Okay, look, I thought uh, maybe I'll give it a go and see if I can do it in one breath because I'm I'm keen to discover whether or not I can do the names in one breath. So uh, here we go. I decided, you know, I decided to forego the song this week and instead I'm going to try and do this every single $10 tier Patreon backer in one name, just like in one breath, just like old times. Here we go. Eric Vaughan, Joan Brown, the studio rats, Holly Simpson, Jonathan Haverty, John Conway, Russell, Ty Allen, Yogi the guitarist, Carl Harris, Cloud Lifter, Todd Simons, Dallas Henry, Joe Hoppard, Sean Hughes, Brian Hansen, Samuel Frost, Shane M, Eric Hammer, Jeffrey Wax, Brian Eisler, Andy Manley, Kevin Randall, Lyndon, Robert Butterworth, Scott Utting, Marcus Alcalawaki, Simon Milbon, James Dawes, Stuart Robson, Christian Lund, Hanson Keith Adams, Michael McRae, Eric Crowell, Joe Puddock, Norrin Peters, Jack Cottrell, Ryan McDermott, Abe Matthews, Ken Sayers, Kytopia the Band, Sean Arbo, John Anglin, Arnie Cooper, Ross Edwards, Dave Nagel, Stephen Burke, Aaron Sermon, Dave Lee, Jake Gray, Scott Kennedy, Blake Wyland, Christopher Loseth, Derek Rich, Rob Nordwick, J.D. Short, Stephen Merkel, Andy McKenzie, Brad Pedro, Rob Smith, Scott O'Brien, Paul Corrigan, Mo Clamett. Okay. I made it. <clears throat> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.